Okay, here we go. This is the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For the people listening at home, please make some semblance of noise to prove that we are no longer in my house in a basement while a two-year-old is awake yelling at me. There we go. That's enough. Thank you, honestly. This is the first time I've been in an establishment without a mask on, and I'm going to be very honest. I don't like it. I wish I had a mask on, but I don't. Uh, because it's an N95 mask because I want to live, and uh, those muffles sound in a way that makes it uncomfortable. So if any of you give me COVID tonight, uh, please don't. But if you do, just know that you've put a two-year-old's life at risk. That's the burden that you're going to have. And guess what? There's another parent on this bill. So if you put any of us at risk, that's something that you need to live with. Moving on. Okay, it's going to be a fun show tonight. Isn't that right, Al? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right, Al. How have you been, honestly? I've been, I've been all right. I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been a little overwhelmed, but I'm doing okay. How have you been overwhelmed? Oh wow, just a lot of, uh, you know, a uh, lot of work in the bike shop in the summer. So okay. yeah, I'm doing like 48 hours a week of bike mechanics, and it's a little crazy. And you work in a bike shop that actually helps people, which makes me think that you don't make a lot of money helping people. <laughs> because any bike shop, because honestly, what you do is like actually providing a public service. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, at, at Working Bikes in, in Pilsen down there, yeah. We, and, it, and it's not like you're just providing bikes for the citizens of Chicago. You're providing bikes for citizens of the world. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. We, like, collect, I think last year we collected, like, 10,000 donated bikes. We shipped 6,000 of them around the world to partners in Africa and Central America. And they, like, these bikes go and they seed all these, like, bike shop, community bike shop projects in, in places. It's beautiful. And then we give away, like, about 1,000 bikes, 1,200 bikes a year to individuals and kids and stuff and then we have like a sliding scale bike shop where you know if you're busted on your last dollar you got to get your flat fix come on down we got you no problem that is legitimately amazing work and you're a pillar of the community and i I thank you for that Um, but what i really want to know is uh what's going on with those 2800 other bikes that were donated (laughs) that you did not mention oh brandon there's a place down on the chicago river right off i-55 And that's called Sims Metal Processing, and when a bike has lived a life, and it's lived a long, <laughs> Are you trying life. to explain what life and death is to me, a straight white man in America that refuses to acknowledge my privilege or my position, baby? You will never die. Thank you. Moving on, that's the premise of this show and life. Um, the reason why I've been doing this show for a long time, the reason why Esmeralda's been part of this show for a long time, at least to me, I can't speak for you, even though I am a straight white man in America, we've established that, is I like to know why people do what they do. It's very, very simple, and most everything in the world is very basic and common sense if you want it to be. It doesn't matter if we're talking about why you get up for work because you need to pay your rent, or if we're talking about conspiracy theories like QAnon. It all makes sense to me in a way that might sound absurd. I actually think I understand why QAnon believers believe that. I actually understand why anti-vaxxers believe that. And it all stems from this wonderful hit television show called Singled Out. Now, Singled Out was a dating show on MTV. Now, my Wahlburgers guy over there in the corner, he gets it. He's from Boston, and he's best, I don't know if you guys know this, everyone in the Boston suburbs, not Boston proper, no one from Boston proper is proud of this. Everyone in the Boston suburbs that happens to be white, huge fucking fans most likely within three relations of knowing Donnie Marlberg and Mark Wahlberg. Our sound man, Nathan, is best friends with Donnie Wahlberg's nephew. Give it up for Nathan, everybody. 
Now, Donnie Wahlberg is currently married to Jenny McCarthy. Now, you might know Jenny McCarthy as a former resident of uh, Chicago suburbs. That's how everyone knows Jenny McCarthy. You might also know Jenny McCarthy as the co-host of Singled Out, a show that produced lots of great people like Chris Hardwick, Moving On, and anti-vax movements. Thanks a lot, Nathan. You did this. This is on you putting my fucking kid at risk because you refuse to believe in science. I understand that, though. Because he's cool. I get it. You know, I'm going to be like Jenny McCarthy and not get vaccinated. I get it. That's a cool person to be. Something I've never understood that's honestly been racking my brain for five years, no joke, is a, is a plug, is a promotion. Now, Al, you're a musician. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank yes, you. I am. When you're playing a show, do you promote your other future shows? At the show that you're playing? Anything. Before the show, you have a flyer at a merch table. Ever mention, like, oh, I'm on tour? Yeah, when, yeah. usually, like, when, once you play the show, you, like, announce the next show. There you That's go. That's the thing. That's, like, part of every single performance. It doesn't matter. You're a musician. You're a professional musician. You're a touring musician. You get it. That's what every touring musician does. Every stand-up comic that's somewhat decent uh, will mention, I'm at this place or that place, or I have a residency here, or I'll be at X, Y, and Z. Plugging shows makes sense. That's how you get more people. That's the whole premise of it. You want to get more people to the thing that you're doing because you're trying to create something that you're proud of. Some airports have bands, and they don't play where anybody could see them. They play in a terminal past TSA. So I was in an airport. I think it was Nashville, but it might have been Atlanta. They're big, right? It was a layover, right? So I'm in an airport watching a band perform in an airport, and they plug their next show. But their next show wasn't in the city. I mean, I guess it was. It, it wasn't in a place where anyone could see it. They plug their next airport show. They're going to be, they're at gate 25 now. But next week, next Thursday at 4 p.m., they're going to be at gate 6. How am I going to see them? Because airlines change gates. So I need to buy a ticket to this specific airport and hope the band is playing at the gate of which I am leaving. Why did they do that? Could anybody help me? It's been five years. And no one could explain to me why the airport band plugged their next airport show. I don't know where I was. And I've been thinking about this for five years. And this is not a Mandela effect. I've checked. I've asked people. This happens. Atlanta has this. Nashville has this. Other airports that I am not naming right now have this. Why do they do this? New Orleans has a wonderful uh, marching band play as you get your luggage. That makes sense. O'Hare Airport has a very talented violinist that plays between where you get off the CTA and you're going to the American Terminal. I get that because that guy's busking. Busking means money, baby. That guy's in it for the dollars. We all know what that guy's for. But why did this band at the airport plug it? Why did that happen, Nathan? And here's the reason why I'm talking about this. Until we can figure out this seemingly very simple question, we're not going to be able to get the majority of people vaccinated, and this disease is never going to go away. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Scorch is here all evening. Al, take it away. You were not ready. 
Al, I love you so much. That is so beautiful and completely inappropriate for what I just talked about. And I want to thank you for you being you. I might just be trying to offer a counter-energy... No counter-energies. All power all the time. That's always worked out. I, wrote, I, did, I did write you a little bumper, though. Can I... Did you seriously? Yeah, just just a little one, just a tiny one. I'm into it. He'll give you a clean take. You mean everybody. Okay, that's legit good. That Thank was you. Adorable. That was legit good. I got you. What? That oh. is in no way reflective of the show, and that's why I love it. It's a little wink. It's, it's like really good. Brandon's going to yell at you like a two-year-old. You have been hanging out with a two-year-old. That's right. I can right. tell. You're yeah. like stomping around. You're like, Nathan. Oh, <laughs> see, I was, he was giving real big dad energy. Like, oh, he's yeah. practicing. Oh, yeah. It's, Once it's, that kid's old enough to get yelled at. <laughs> he'll be, he'll big be. dad energy usually just means uh, standing there silently with anger and then walking away and not interacting with the child because you're a bad parent. Oh, I don't know about you, but I got yelled at. Oh, that means your dad cared about you. How does that feel? <laughs> Did, is that what that is? That is exactly they, what that uh, when is. When they communicate? He did oh. not have the tools to communicate better. Well, I feel better then. There you go. How is your dad? He's good. He's there. He's living. Hell yeah. Yeah. Esmeralda is... Not on, dead is, yet. Is, is, did you say he's not dead yet? No, well, come on. As, as I've heard someone say, death comes for us all. So. Who said that? Let's get their names on this podcast. <laughs> Let's get their names on record. This is my boyfriend, Colin. Oh. <laughs> he says that. Death comes no, 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 no. Colin, I just want you to know you're not on mic for a reason. <laughs> she is. She is talented. What have you ever done except be an extremely <laughs> supportive <laughs> partner? Thank you for helping. Again, it's big weird dad when energy. I say nice things. <laughs> real big dad energy. With real there. anger. Colin, I like you a lot as a human being. Thank you for you being you. But it's true, you know, death comes for us all. Not me, straight white man <laughs> oh, in America, right. didn't you well, hear? You're the only you're going to be the only one. No, there's a lot of people in here tonight that are going to live forever. Oh. Okay. Aww. How are you? Um I'm as good. okay, for the context as well, I do and I have been doing this show together since 2009. Yes. We've known each other since 2001. Yes. And you didn't like me from 2001 to question mark? No, and who was I telling? <laughs> Matt Laporte? No, I was telling someone earlier oh um it was a, a fellow a mutual friend of ours i was telling him how i hated you and i had not met you yet and i already hated him because he used to have this zine called foul why is anyone laughing at this i'll never understand. No, really so quick really quick really quick some of the people in the room know what we're doing some of the people don't one of the people in the room it's her birthday this is not a joke devin the bartender it's her birthday tonight so oh. Is this her birthday present? It's her oh, birthday. This, this show is her birthday present. Is this what you chose to do on this your is, birthday? This is her birthday tonight. So wow. when you're when you're tipping her out, just remember this is Holy her birthday. Hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Tip this her is well, how, man. This is how you're gonna ring in the next year of your life. Fuck. Perfectly. No, I feel so bad now that this I is I feel her great. Birthday. I feel like I'm gonna do the best show I possibly can yeah. to make her night as well as it could go. That's okay. not a thing anyone well, has ever anyway, said. Well, anyway, so there was a zine he, he started. Was it a zine? Yeah. What was it? It was a zine. Whatever. There were stickers all over the place. We went to DePaul. They were just all over the place. And somehow I figured out who it was because I think you had IM'd me just randomly because I think you were spam. Online. Yeah, he was spam instant messaging people. 
Because I had your name. I don't know why. The, the foul thing. And then I found out it was Brandon Weatherby. And I'm like, who is this motherfucker? I hate him. And it was like me and somebody else. And we we're just like, they're the worst. Never met him yet. And then uh, I go to the radio station because that was going to be my life goal. I wanted to work at the radio station. Uh, he's there. And I went, great. This asshole is now, were you going to be my boss in a way? Yes. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. Okay. This guy's the worst. Really quick. You've never actually explained why that angered you? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There was just something about it. I looked at it. I was like, nope. Hate this guy already. You know, the people that do zines uh, have no power or authority or anything. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was, man. We're the lowest of the low. No clue why I hated you. Great. Thank but you. But I did. And, now and then I got to know him and he was fine. And we've known each other for 20 years. Yes. Cool. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's context. And, and now we're great friends. We are. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm saying that like it's a true thing. It and is. you're saying it like it's not. God. Okay, so uh, we have not seen each other since December of 2019. Yeah. Uh, we've talked many times. Mm-hmm. Al and I have talked uh, during the pandemic as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, we chatted a bit. We chatted a bit. So th- there's only one brand new person to the show tonight, and I'm incredibly glad she's here. She's going to come up. Don't, don't worry yet. you got a minute. Okay. Um, Merle, as Merle, yes. though, what have you been up to that does not translate well in a, that's a bad way to phrase that. Let's see if I cut that out of the podcast. I don't know, Nathan. What do you think? Do you think I should keep this transition? Keep it in? Nathan, I love it. I love your authority, and I love your production values, not only as a sound man, but as a producer of a live show. Please add that to your LinkedIn. LinkedIn, by the way, this show is sponsored by LinkedIn.com, everybody. Just to remind you, your job isn't good enough. Okay, Esmeralda, you just got back from a foreign land. Yeah, yeah. Where, oh, God, yes. Where were you? Honestly. I was in L.A. Now. Yeah. Why were you in Los Angeles, a city made famous by the band The Distillers? Is it? No. That was a, <laughs> that was a reference for me that landed on just nothing. You. It just it's, it's still in the air. Uh, Colin, we if you're raising it. your fucking hand, you can make some noise, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Jesus you Christ. Right. Hey, Lolo, how are you? Right. Welcome to the show. Um, okay. Why were you in L.A.? Oh, I was uh, visiting family. Okay. Did you have any fun in L.A.? Yeah, it was, it was all right. What was the best part about Los Angeles? Oh. <sighs> what was the worst part about Los Angeles? Uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. I really missed my bidet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Legit. Yeah, Legit. right? Legit. Hold on, Al, do you have a bidet? I don't have a bidet, but I I you should get I one though. They're one. so cheap. I don't I have that one. fancy kind with the heater or anything. It just <laughs> the water, and it's cold, but it's refreshing. You like the cold water. It's fine. It's not that cold. Okay. Even in the winter. It's fine. Does it wake you up? No, it's fine. It's it's. I feel like from the time it comes from the tube. Yes. To your butthole. Yes. It's it's okay. How long were you in? Los Angeles. Ten days. My butthole was so sad. Now, I don't want... I mean, I was taking showers and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, in between? Yeah. And the thing was, we went camping, camping, in quotes, because it was in a cabin. Oh, okay. It was some fancy campground. Um, But we ate so much goddamn meat. Okay. My family decided, all of them, all that, there was three homes, three little... Uh, cabin homes sure. filled with my family 
They all decided to bring meat for every meal. Okay. So, uh, if you, as you can imagine, I really needed a bidet. Yeah. And yeah. I did not have it. it now, did you feel like less of a human being because you didn't have a bidet in the cabin? Yeah. 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 And yeah. in my cousin's house. I was like, why don't you have one? She had one of those, the squatty, the... She had a squatty potty. She had the squatty potty, but no bidet. Yeah. When do you think I should introduce my two-year-old to bidets? Uh, as soon as possible. I think that's dangerous for multiple reasons. Do you think reasons. it would just shoot him off the toilet? Yes. It's not that strong. Is it smart it's to potty train someone seat. with a bidet? I think it's the smart way because then as he grows up, he knows to keep his butthole clean. I'm afraid that that will make them judgmental about people that don't have bidets and it might cost them uh, experiences that are pretty cool. Maybe. I'm just... There's too many... Merle, have you ever partied with gutter punks? Oh, God, no. I have. Al. I'm just saying there's too many many men on the internet not cleaning their buttholes right. It's not just the internet. Al, Mm. gutter punk friend... Uh, do I have some? You are on, like on the verge of being a gutter <laughs> punk, number one. I wore my best pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, do you know any... You, I will say you, you li- have lived for 11 years in the most groomed city in America. Washington, D.C.? Yes. Really quick, for those of you that don't know, I do live in Washington, D.C., and what happened on January 6th, I just want to say... That was my bad. It got out of control. I honest, I thought it was just a JK. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? I'm Q. Okay, moving on. Al, uh-huh. do you think gutter pucks would benefit from a bidet, or would it change anything in their life whatsoever? Well, I think, I think a, some of the trend that I've noticed with gutter pucks is... Or, and, and so Why are you talking like Tom Waits all of a sudden? Because so, I haven't had a chance to get a word in edgewise. That's my, a lie. I've thrown to you a, a dozen fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Jimmy Fallon in the Roots situation. I'm sorry. Where it's questionable why anyone is there. <laughs> I'm alluding to horrible things. Okay, Al. Uh, um... Uh, I will say a trend I have noticed with the Krusties, the Oogles, the Gutter Punks is that they will live a very, uh, you know, crusty lifestyle, but they will have certain luxuries. Mm. So it's, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm sure that they might from time to time, but when you don't have a house... Here's, I don't know the ins and outs of a bidet, I didn't mean that to be a pun. How much do they cost? Oh, what was it, like 30 Oh, $70. $70. What's the cheapest bidet you could get? Probably a little cheaper, I'm Are you sure. asking me like I'm supposed to know? <laughs> you don't know? This is, this is supermarket sweeping. You I don't will, know. I will tell you, I did see online uh, a thing that you just fill with water, and then you kind of just put it under you and squirt, squirt. It's a portable thing. Sure. So there you go. And I don't. it's probably like 20 bucks. Sure. Okay, so the, the, the real question here is, if we started a bidet campaign, bidet for all. Yes! Would that take <gasps> any momentum? Would that make people cooler, both physically and mentally? Would that get more shots in people's arms is really what I'm saying. Jenny McCarthy Actually, did a lot maybe. of harm. Okay, Honestly, cool. Honestly, it might. So, if you are not willing to get a vaccine, but we will provide you with a bidet to get a vaccine, is that what we're doing right now? Oh, uh, vaccines for bidets? Yeah, bidets for vaccines. Hmm... I feel like you have to give them the bidet and then they use the bidet and somehow their mind clears and then they go toward and then but then you bring out the vaccine and go hey maybe come on no clean it's your a, butt a, you clean can't your, clean your no. butt properly until you get a vaccine that's my <laughs> stance on this 
What is the Venn diagram of people that have a bidet that won't take a vaccine? That's it, very small. It's got to be very small, so right? Small. Yeah. I mean, although I want to say it depends because I'm assuming in LA people got bidets, but they're all like, oh. I don't want that garbage in my system. There, that's true. Yeah. You're right. We gotta, we can't forget about the woo. Uh, the the goop. The woo. Yep. Yeah, the goop people. The goop people. Where they're like, it's like you listen to what they talk, like the new age people where you're like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool, you're, uh, uh, oh, 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 no. Yeah. You're like, and then they're talking about like purity and you're like, you're talking about being white, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? Why are you whispering this? You're still on mic. Because it's a comedic effect. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you can very. If it doesn't pick up by the recorder, is it comedic <laughs> It's no, it's I, it'll get there. You just go in there, you boost the level. Am I like one chair throw away from being Bobby Knight right now? Does that reference go? Do you understand that reference at all? I, Here's, I get it. You get it, but I don't think you get it because you actually grew oh, was up. He, a basketball guy? he was a basketball coach, but he coached at University of Indiana. The reason why I don't think you get it okay. is because you actually follow real sports. I have this theory that, like, do I? Yeah, well, you know about real sports, like, you know about the Bears and the Bulls and the Pox. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know about real sports. You and I grew up following like real sports. Esmeralda, you grew up. We didn't give a shit about college anything. Being right. from oh, here, oh yeah, if you're like from Chicago land, you like that's what I'm saying. You just watch the Bulls. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think that there's something not broken in us, but we don't understand the rest of the world that follow colleges like they like they matter. And right, okay. I, I know this is a weird fucked up thing to say, but like this is the thing where I'm like, oh, that's why you people don't believe in unions and stuff. Because you like college sports and none of these fuckers are getting paid even though they're doing all of the work. But they, I'm sorry, go please. I was just gonna say they can get paid from their likeness now. They, yes, exactly. They can they can like have a So you still have to be like one of the top twenty college basketball players in the world to get this. Other than that, fuck you. You're maybe gonna get a scholarship if you don't roll your ankle. How That's fucked we, up. How are we talking about college sports right now? Because this is my show, okay. baby. Okay. I think it all connects. I think it all relates. And I think if we all had cleaner buttholes, we would do better things. We would think oh God, more yes. clearly. Certainly be more me? comfortable. If you've never dealt with a two-year-old's diaper rash, you don't understand what I'm saying. See, exactly. There he you needs go. a bidet. I think that's inappropriate. I think they could take my kid away. What? Get him with like a baby bidet. Sure I don't like think those woman. are made unless you're a part of the goop. That's right. So I'm not going down that road. That's right. That's yeah. in a not sticky, very questionable crystal paved road. Get you one of them, uh, them things that you stick up their nose to suck out the, the snot, right? Mm. Fill it with water and just... Yeah. Have you ever done that with a, with a toddler? No, because I don't have one. Good I'm for smarter you. smarter than that. You, you are. Well, <laughs> here we are. Whitney, are you still glad you haven't said no to this show? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Al, could you play around with something a little bit more cheerful? Oh, sure. Uh, could it still be slow and reflective and kind of sad? No. Um, you could do whatever you want, honestly. I legitimately uh, love what you be, do. It could be so. joyful. Joyful's perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Whitney Wasson, everybody. Whitney, please come to the stage. think that could have been better it was so good it was oh, so good you. al hey. really quick 
Have you ever heard of the show Prairie Home Companion? <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Live From Here Now. It, it that is. got canceled. And that's the, yeah, it's all done. But I've I've heard of that show. Google uh, Prairie Home Companion host scandal. Okay. It's fun. Okay. Because you're a straight white man. Anyways, Whitney, how are you doing? Really quick for the listener at home that can't see, Whitney is still wearing a surgical mask because she's the only one smart enough to wear that. Thank you. That's complete sincerity. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I was just terrified. So that's As you should be. Going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when did you get your vaccine? Oh, man. Uh, I think in April or yeah. so. Yeah. So it's like as yeah. soon as you can get it. Um, there was a bit of a wait, but yeah. yeah. How do you feel right now? We're recording this on July 22nd, 2021. Well, to be honest, um, being from Arkansas, being played up with banjo music just really shit. Me I didn't even <laughs> connect that. I am so sorry. No, that was perfect. I feel very at ease. I felt at home. It was oh, good. good. So I feel okay. all right. You're doing a good job. Thank you, Al. Your music is <laughs> triggering. <laughs> Al's from I Chicago. I love the South, right? Is that, is Did you really? No, no. I thought you were born like thirty blocks away. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was. Yeah, yeah. but I, my mom is like a Missouri. She's okay. country as hell. Are you ashamed of your mom? No, I love my mom. That's nice. Is she from Missouri or Missouri? Oh, yeah, right, she's right. like, yeah, she had some formative years in Missouri. Nice. Uh, I have family there. Yeah, yeah, it's really close to Arkansas, right? It is. That's down there. Yeah, Same yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, why did you leave Arkansas? The, the land of Bill Clinton, uh, Clinton? And, <laughs> and others. Um, Scotty Pippen? You said Clinton. It sounded very clinical. Yes, I understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Scottie <laughs> Pippen was from Arkansas. I, I'm not a sports person. But he's currently uh, offering his house as an Airbnb. Are you an Airbnb person? I, I tried to use it once, and it was a scam. Yeah, that so. sounds right. Yeah. That no, sounds right. I, I left Arkansas um, to do weird shit in bars like this, to be honest. So you're um, living the dream. I really am. I'm doing it. Um, no, I moved here for comedy and theater. Yeah. And... Here I am. Uh. So when did you move to the great city of Chicago? 2015. 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, I have nothing negative to say, which is a, <laughs> is a, is a weird, rare thing. Honestly, this is, this, this is my favorite city in the world. I, I wish I could live here, but I can't. So um, I've been gone for 11 years, yet I still consider this my home. Is that fucked up? No, not at all. It's fantastic. I hope not. Because it is your home. Thank you. That's actually kind of you. You didn't actually insult me or say anything <laughs> negative. Or Everyone's being has been very nice. Everyone except me, and I'm very cognizant <laughs> of that fact. But I mostly just mean to the one guy from Boston who uh, believes that we shouldn't get vaccinated. So, uh, like, I think it's fair. Shame. He's not masked, and he's checking everyone's ID. Thanks a lot, Nathan. <laughs> I really appreciate it. DC's all right, though. DC's a place. Yeah. DC's right. a place. You don't live there anymore for a fucking reason. <laughs> Yes, that's one of the very good reasons to fucking move. Also, global warming is real. Anyways, uh, Whitney, you do something that I think is both beautiful and helpful, and then you also do something that I think is detrimental to the self. You, uh, you do cartoons slash make art, but you also perform comedy. Which one do you think I'm talking about when I say it's helpful? Um, I would assume that the art is beautiful. Yep, that's right. Stand-up is so toxic. That's right. Okay, yeah, so. very bad. Why do that? Uh, to be honest, I think I'm transitioning out of it. I think I'm done. You're done with which one? <laughs> I'm done with stand-up. Yeah, good call, good call, good call. Yeah, what was yeah. the breaking point? Um, I mean, just to see the problems in stand-up that happened pre-pandemic worsen now that we're all back. Has it been worsened? 
I mean, I, I feel like uh, there's comedians that are choosing not to get vaccinated. There's all the sexual predators are back on stage, and it's just kind of rough. To be fair to the sexual predators, you said back on stage. So if anything, <laughs> it's a return to normalcy. It is. So maybe oh. it's on you. This is your I problem. Mean, this is a Whitney problem. It's so I think you need to apologize to the Chris <laughs> Please name all the rest. I was going to say, there's so many of them. Um, <laughs> what you do is both beautiful and wonderful, but actually, um, in a not weird way at all, helpful. Hmm. Um, because you are in the art, not in the stand-up part. The stand-up part is a toxic Terrible. thing. Yes, and bad. even the best people that I know that do this, I tell them to stop. Mm -hmm. But they're actually successful, though, so they shouldn't. You're Megan <laughs> Gailey's, you're Lisa Traeger's. They're better than the art form. All that being said, what you do is interesting to me because... I don't know if this is true for you, and I guess this is the question. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're exposing yourself every time you release any of this stuff from Sober Rabbit? Um, I do a little bit. I'm always wondering if the next comic is going to be the thing that cancels me, to be honest. Why? Because there's a lot of hot-button topics in recovery. Like, there's a lot of um, divisive opinions that I'm talking about and that sort of thing. Because recovery is something that a lot of people experience, but it's also a very individual experience as well. Could you name one of the hot button topics? Because as, as someone that's clearly not sober, I don't <laughs> see that when I read it. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff like, um, you know, there's influential self-help guru types. Our um, goops that we've been referencing. Yes, yeah, there's sober influencer goop, Gwyneth, you know, types. Mm. And they have their own ideas of getting better. And so they put out a book. Then there's a big movement around the book. Like stuff like Sober Curious or Quit Like a Woman, those sorts of things. And... Um, it can kind of turn people away from uh, the common ways of getting sober, like going to a 12-step meeting or something like that. What are your thoughts of the California sober? The like, I'm sober, but I'm microdosing every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I have multiple people in my life that do this. It's real. It's very real. Well, if you read my comic, you know, I think that you can glean my opinion on this. But um, for me personally, for me, not for my brand, um, I am a kind of person that is so easily addicted to everything that when I first quit doing drugs and drinking, I just had to be done. Like, I can't, like, if I smoke a joint, I feel like 30 minutes later I'll have had 13 PBRs and then I'm back where I started. So uh, I'm somebody that had to um, totally be done with everything, and that's just how I roll. Um, and I think that um, it can be a little bit frustrating when you're someone who is completely substanceless and someone is smoking a joint and looks at you and is like, oh, yeah, I'm sober, too. Yeah. It's a little, you know. So you're saying that those people are, like, cool. <laughs> well, that's what's such a pain about it. Because, like, inherently, like, holding a cigarette or smoking a joint or playing jazz and, and doing heroin. Do you realize where you are right now? <laughs> Do you realize why this bar exists? It's why I mentioned the jazz and heroin. It's really cool. Thank you. It's really cool. Give it up for Sunday nights of the Hungry Brain. It's Devin's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Let's get her fucked up. Okay. But I, but I feel like so much about uh, drug culture is really cool and very appealing. And Let's I rank top five. Number one cool thing about being uh, fucked up. <laughs> Seriously. Are you asking me the cool thing? Obviously. <laughs> Let's rank I mean, them. I'm not, not having, um, not thinking about much. So no inhibitions. Yeah, that's great. Agreed. Number two. Um... Dancing better. Yeah, that's true. Number three. 
Uh, tolerating yeah, tolerance. other humans. That's <laughs> really fucking good. Number four. Um, being willing to have sex with people below your standards. Yeah, that's good too. Willing sex. Number five. Um, it's fun and cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, no, more specific. That's too vague. I'm sorry. That does not come. Um, that would not work on the feud. It, it aesthetically pleasing. It yeah. looks cool. Yeah. Okay. So if you know that these are the top five reasons, and there's not, and there seems fucking awesome, why stop? Um, I think that you could have too much of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I was someone who enjoyed doing stand up, enjoyed talking to people, and increasingly I would do a show, and then later someone would be like, "You were great last night." And I would be like, I have no idea who you are or what you're talking about. And so even though in the moment I felt like Lenny Bruce, if I wasn't remembering any of my jokes or um, my stories or where I was or who I was talking to, that's no good because I can't replicate it later. Yeah. You know? So you would get to the level where you're almost blackout? No, completely blacked out. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference between you and me. I'm cool and I can handle my shit. <laughs> Have you ever tried to handle your shit? Never. That's on you then, man. Uh, no, I would say um, I just got to this point where um, even though it looked functional, I felt terrible. Like every day waking up, I felt like shit. Um, and then my drinking sort of got to a point where even if I had a great night, I would be drinking as if there was a funeral. Like I just, I have, a, I have an on or an off switch. You know what I mean? So it's good that you're, it's almost five years, right? Yeah, five years next month. It's, congratulations. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> So I just want to I just want to talk about the timeline really quick. It's 2021. You moved to Chicago in 2015. <laughs> Literally the drunkest city in America. I did. You're like now is the time to get sober. <laughs> no better place. All of the benefits of doing stand up at this level. Oh, it's gonna be so great when the only thing I get paid for is drink tickets. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely. gonna be the best. Well, see, like to be fair, I served a year here drunk as a skunk. I had, a, I had a full-blown year in Chicago, very drunk, hitting every dive bar. Probably here. I don't remember. Um, Apologize to this bar. <laughs> it's a they no longer bar. have dive bar prices, by the way. <laughs> it's so good. It's clean now. It's Oh, did it used to be dirty? It used to be a lot it different. It was clean-ish. You and I used to clean the place. <laughs> you be quiet. I clean very well. You, you, we, you do, but you also complained about your butthole not earlier, and you did not have a bidet back then. Well, uh, this is That's a nicer true. bar than I would have been in. I'll just throw that out. That's there. right. You were at the Beat Kitchen, nice which is still <laughs> filthy and smells like pee pee. Is it still open? After a, I have no idea. I was gonna say lower. lower. I know lower. lower Where's lower? lower? Okay, let's rank the lowest bars you've been to. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Number one is clearly the Mutiny, who which is no longer around. Yeah. That's not the worst bar I've been to. By okay, really? name bar. Okay, you're talking about house shows at this point. I mean, you're talking about the f best friends of Al Scorch over there at I this mean, point. What bar, what bar is worse than the mutiny? Serious question. There's That's actually, this is a question for the public. Yeah, please pull them. Pitchers? Richards? Richards? Mm. L&L is a great bar. Yeah. L&L is fairly clean. I mean, murderers and whatever, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's still a good bar. Miller's? Maybe. Miller's. I still think mutiny was the worst. Mutiny, like... Tried to make themselves famous by having the stinkiest, biggest urinal. That was their thing. Oh. They would serve you a pitcher of whatever you ordered for $10. You shouldn't get a pitcher of Jack and Coke for $10. That should be illegal. They didn't ground their wires. 100% of the times I played there, I got shocked. We literally, bands would literally tear down the ceiling. Yeah. How is that not the worst bar? How? 
I mean, it's the best if you survive it. Agree, I mean, but like, I don't want to like remember Katrina as a fun prank, you know? That's January 6th. So, what you're like saying... Everything you're talking about, though, sounds very behind the scenes. None of that was behind the scenes! <laughs> None of that was behind the scenes. That's why they let bands paint their ceiling tiles, because they were kept getting replaced. I mean, that's, that's cute. That's not cute! That should be highly illegal. <laughs> Anyways. I feel like I drank it... I'll, I'll throw this out there. I feel like I drank it worse bars in Arkansas. Yeah, that's a given. Mm, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm a bigot. How does it feel to be talking to someone that's better from than where you're from? <laughs> I'm from here. Sorry. I feel like of everyone on the show, you're going to get canceled. Like Here's the good thing about it. Uh, I know my race and my gender and my sexual preference. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> this is the second show in a row where I claim I'm QAnon and I live in Washington, D.C. What the fuck is going to happen to me? I've threatened to fucking make eye contact and fight with anyone that won't get a vaccine, but don't come too close because I clearly don't trust you and I'm wearing an N95 usually. I think so. if anything, all the Q shit is going to make you more popular, unfortunately. Fingers crossed. <laughs> am I right? Unfortunately, well then fuck you. I love your attitude. <laughs> it's a great attitude. I feel like the SEO for like just using Jenny McCarthy is going to be really good for the show. Oh, you'd be so wrong. <laughs> I've been doing this for 13 years. You think that's the first time I've referenced Jenny McCarthy? Cousin of Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> Why don't we talk about that enough? <laughs> she is. She's cousin of Melissa McCarthy. They're a Chicagoland family. They are. Hmm. Your favorite part of Chicago, too, bud. Chicagoland? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Chicagoland? What do you mean? Neighborville? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Chicagoland area. You said Schomburg because you watched Wayne's World 2 once. Did they reference Schomburg in yeah. Wayne's World 2? Yeah. I'm from Schaumburg. My mom dropped me off at the park and goal. I mentioned Schaumburg because I think Park and ride, sorry. I think it's silly that the Chicago improv is in Schaumburg. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're never going to get booked there. Good job. Oh, I don't want to. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Here's it's the thing. two hours away. Why would I go? You seem to like the same stuff I like, which makes me wonder, why do you care about stand-up at all? Because... <laughs> Even like I'm serious. Like once you get successful, you're pl I'm using air quotes. You're playing places that you would never actually attend as a human being. Yeah, no, that's true. That's the thing that I don't grasp. We're like musicians. That it's the exact opposite. You're like, oh, I go to these places anyway. I aspire to play there because I see the acts that I want to be. That's almost the opposite in comedy. So I can't square but that. I, but I feel like all the best comedians don't just play those places. Like, they have to because they feel obligated, but they're, like, cool bars. Like Fine, those, I'll like play the role of Marin. Who are your guys? <laughs> My guys. Uh, Eddie Pepitone, Maria Bamford. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic right now. I'm not at yeah, all. Yeah, those are, those are good people. Those are great people, yeah. Jackie Cation. You did reference Lenny Bruce, though. I don't know that he's my guy. <laughs> you, you willingly brought that up. Well, because I feel like he's still, like whenever people talk about stand-up, they either talk about uh, Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, dead, dead men, they talk about them. But you mean th George Carlin, like the first uh, guy on Shining Time Station that brought Thomas the Tank Engine to the Americans? Same guy. Same guy? Yeah. You know who followed up with that? I don't. Alec Baldwin. You know what Alec Baldwin was in? Mm. The Departed. You know who else was <laughs> in The Departed? Mark Wahlberg. You know who Mark Wahlberg is related to? Donnie Wahlberg. You know who Donnie Wahlberg is related to? Our doorman, Nathan. And that's why we're not getting vaccinated. Give it up for Nathan. Give it up for Nathan, everybody. We're really sorry, Nathan. No, we're not. <laughs> I am, personally. You are the cause of this wave. <laughs> what a nice man. Thank you, Nathan. He's a good man. Let's see how long he lasts. <laughs> Just going to make eye contact. 
Yeah. Let's see what happens tonight, baby. Does this feel weird? That's the point. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm fine. Good. What's your routine like? Routine? In terms of making art. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Uh, wake up and panic and um, realize that I'm supposed to put a comic out tomorrow. And then... Um, Do you think the routine is currently harming you because you're currently on like a two-week not hiatus but a two-week yeah. pause well yeah it's the first time i've ever taken a pause in the comic since i started it in 2019 ish um but yeah no it's it's a good pause because i'm working on my book that's hopefully coming out this that's year. great yeah that's great um we'll plug the book once it's out do you want to plug the book or i don't want to plug the book because it's so unfinished but yeah. I'll, I'll have a book later this year i hope that's yeah. good yeah. i wrote a book about how donald trump and vince mcmahon are like the same dude and um, we didn't think that anyone would care after uh, November 8th, 2016. And hear me out. I don't say this a lot. I was wrong. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Man. Shoot. How did, how did that go? It went. Everything I wrote that was probably going to happen happened. I haven't been surprised by anything, unfortunately. And for more information about that, just Google CM Punk uh, 2011 Pipe Bomb. And uh, nothing has been shocking if you know what the hell I'm talking about. And literally one person in the room knows what I'm talking about. And she's the only, per they're the only person that's like referencing what I'm talking about. So it's not good. Um, there's no good future. And we're just going to repeat the past. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about now, Google AEW Dynamite Wednesday Night CM Punk. And you'll understand what I'm saying uh, 10 years later. It just repeats. Anyways, we're a part of a cycle. Uh, everything makes sense uh, to a point. What you do is is beautiful and, and wonderful, and it kind of reminds me of all the stuff from uh, Chris Ware that I used to like, oh, like thanks. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying like I don't like it now, which is like when right. I read it 20 years ago. And and uh, I don't think you need this encouragement in any way. But I am a straight white man in America, so what I say Maybe, matters. Yeah, um, thank you for doing what you do. Uh, it's great, and I hope you didn't have a horrible time. Oh. And uh, if you did have a horrible time. Uh, I'm so sorry. And that guy in the corner, his name is Nathan. No. He's the reason why you had a bad time. Whitney, do you have any plugs? Um, yeah, you can read my comic. It's just at Sober Rabbit um, on Twitter. It's best read on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook as well. And then if you want to buy the cute stuff that I sell, just go to SoberRabbit.com. You have a cute pin. I like your yeah. pin. Oh, thanks. Oh, I didn't even realize you were wearing the pin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And That's then I'm, cool. I'm s if you want to fight, I'm sober furious on Twitter. Twitter's for fighting. <laughs> We're different people. <laughs> I reveal nothing uh, online. R that can't be true. That's 100% true. Ask almost anyone in this room. I'm very, very, very different online. Wow. Unfortunately, this is my truest self. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am. Soak it in. You should put that on Twitter, nope. man. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> I delete all my tweets after, I think, six weeks. I have it timed out where it just deletes. So stressful. No, it's automatic. Okay. It's good. Okay. Uh, no, no, no one needs to know anything, and also the Russians are bad. So like, I'm not gonna fuck with that. Uh, don't give anybody anything to play with. That's a weird thing to say. Don't give anything anyone to play with. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, thank you for being part of this. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please put your hands together for Whitney. Uh, Al, play her off, please. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's, uh, thank you. Thank you, Whitney. That was awesome. You're about to play music in about 10 seconds. Uh, the next guest on the show has been part of this show for better or worse for more than a decade. And uh, 
they sing songs that have made me cry in a beautiful way. And so have you, actually. And I'm like 90% sure you both performed at the quote-unquote last show we ever had at the Hungry Brain, round one. The last edition of the Hungry Brain. Really? And like, tw- I'm pretty sure you both did. When did the brain fake close? I want to say 2015. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. And I know that you played a song on that. And you opened the show with it, and I'm like 99% sure you were part of that, too. I just jumped it up 9 more percent. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jessica Risker, everybody. Jessica. Al, after you play her on, before she plays while she sets up, could you play Lost at Sea? Oh, sure. Not yeah. now, but like in a second. Yeah, tell me when. I was going to do this uh, big minor four to major result for you. She brought you a thing. Oh, thank you. Did you bring us guns? Oh, my God. Sorry. This would be a Thank you. Jessica, you've never done this show just as a guest before. Am I a guest? You were a guest. You were a straight-on guest tonight. Thank you for having me. Uh, Is it weird to do this now? Is it weird to talk to me without a guitar in your hand? No. Good. No. Uh, What's your actual title? person no <laughs> get that liberal shit out of here no no in the podcast you're not a therapist you're a in the pod my podcast in your podcast yes my, my professional title your professional title licensed clinical professional counselor you're okay this is why i brought this up you seem to like let people talk <laughs> more than most every other podcast host go ahead nope do you agree with that statement my job is to get out of the way okay we're different people (laughs) my job is to throw cones at people while they're trying to drive and go what's gonna happen you should be on my show on my podcast that's on you to ask i asked you okay how many episodes have you done of your podcast this is uh we've done more than a thousand this is episode like eight something but we did day and date podcasts for a long time that weren't cataloged in terms of numbers. So like, Esmeralda, I don't know if you remember this, Esmeralda, we used to do a bunch of these both in Chicago and when I was in DC, where it'd be like, this is like the Sunday show or the Monday show or whatever. And it would just be like random topics. It was more like a- like It was a, one-on-one. It was more one-on-one traditional mm-hmm. radio than it was like topics of the a, day. It was in, in front of an audience. It was not in front of an audience. Yeah, so yeah. we've done more than a thousand, but in terms of live shows, I'd say 400. That seems right. 400. And then in terms of one-on-one interviews, that'd be the other 600. And from the start of the pandemic to to June, we did 240. Wow. Because I treated it like a job Uh once my job went away. What's your job? Now, uh, it's to interview you. So, (laughs) how are you doing? I'm good. How is your kid? He's good. Is it... Do you... Did you ever wonder before you had your kid how they would consume your art or if they would ever care about what you make? Uh, I thought more about whether I wanted to put him on social media. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. You did post when you were touring. You were touring Welts pregnant. Yes. So you know, Very there was pregnant. A, there was a lot of photos of that. No, well, that was my belly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the exact same way as you. Uh-huh. Why? I didn't know. I didn't know you had a kid. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's kind of the premise of that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Why do you think that this is the right way to go? I want it to be his choice. Yeah. 
Same. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. What's a social security number? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't know mine. Um, do you want another? Social security number? Yep. <laughs> Let's open some accounts. Let's have some fun. I can't decide. Do you? I'm on the fence. Yeah, I think I wouldn't too. be on the fence if, uh, if the last 18 months haven't happened. And once again, I'm sorry about January 6th. It was a bad religion promotion. I thought, okay, so Bad Religion has a wonderful album called How Could Hell Could It Be Any Worse? And it was the 30th anniversary, and I was like, we'll have this big party, <laughs> and things get out of control. The more I say it, the less people will laugh, but it's going to come around again. That's how comedy works. Let me tell you this. Straight white man in America. Anyways, you've talked to over 60 musicians since the start of the pandemic. Yes, on my podcast. There we go. We're getting there. Yes. What's been the through line? Is there anything that you learn from these people that you would have not without doing the show? I approach the guests from both being a musician and being a therapist. So a lot of what I talk to people, it, I kind of let them lead a little bit, but I like to know as somebody in the arts, I'm really interested in how people are creative and also how or if they can make it a career and what that can look like. And then some people, if they want to do it, the therapist side comes out and some people have shared very personal details about their mental health and been really open and candid about it and that was a really great fit for this past year because a lot of people were going through mental health stuff. Uh, so those are the major themes of the show. When did you feel comfortable saying that you were a person that worked in the arts? Or do you feel comfortable saying that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a musician. I don't know. I play music. Al, <laughs> it's not fancy. Are you a musician? Yeah. When people ask you what you do, what do you say? Uh, man, for the last 18 months, I was telling them I'm a bike mechanic. <laughs> so that's a touring thing because you couldn't do if you could tour would you have been touring uh yeah i also think like sometimes i choose what i tell people i do how so why i either say i'm a bike mechanic or a musician but like why uh uh because i just want to sometimes i just want to have a shorter conversation or because if the musician then comes up it's longer or they're just like you're a joker what are you talking yeah. about no one does that as a job yeah Esmeralda, when people ask you what you do, do people ask you what you do, number one? Yeah. What do you say? Uh, I do voiceover stuff. You say, you, you say it with that amount of confidence. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Jessica, when people ask you what you do, what do you say? I'll say I'm a therapist and a musician. You don't have to pick one. So you start with therapist, though. I guess I do. See, this is, this is the kind of conversation I would have on the show. Yeah, it's, I've listened. That's why I'm doing <laughs> this. this is why, okay, why, you know, you would never respond like that. Because you're a kind human being that has education. <laughs> and that has told them, maybe maybe don't just confront everyone with a fucking push. <laughs> We're different. You know, how, uh, is there a qualification? Do people feel like you have to make over X dollars? That's what I, I was listening to the show, and that's kind of like what I was thinking about, too. Like, what makes someone the thing that they are? By the way, I'm not high. That sounds like I'm high. That's why I said that. So... Do you make money off podcasting? Sure. <laughs> Does Bitcoin count? Is that funny? I don't know. Um, I I don't know what I honestly. Do you ever see the movie Basketball? 
a long time ago. Okay, great. Al, have you seen basketball? I have not. Merle's laughing, so I know she's seen basketball. I've seen bits, yeah. Okay, so there's a thing in basketball. It's it's like the t- first 10 minutes of the film. It's like, what have you been up to? And uh, Trey Parker just goes, hanging out playing Nintendo. So when everyone asks me, like, what do you do? I go, hanging out playing Nintendo. <laughs> it's like, I don't even fucking play Nintendo. I just think that's a funny response to like shut the fuck up it doesn't fucking matter what i do are you defensive about what you do you think (laughs) (laughs) you think yeah i'm incredibly defensive about what i do because i think i have this wonderful luxury of having access to other to worlds that most others don't what worlds the straight white american (laughs) republican world that like okay Here's a decent example. I was at a 4th of July thing, and uh, we brought our kid, and the only reason why we're there is because it was a kid that uh, goes to the same daycare type of situation, right? So without our kid, there's no reason to know these people, and they're both lobbyists. And he was telling me that he is golfing a, a wonderful golf tournament with his dad in, at a famous golf course like the next week. And it's the kind of thing where if you're into golf and you're into father-son stuff, it's like sort of like a field of dreams type moment. Like, oh, isn't it a beautiful thing? And like, he's not going to tell me that if I'm like, fuck golf, you guys are all blah, 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 blah. And so my retort was like, I thought mistress was a legal term until I was 22 because I was a caddy at the age of 14 and all the guys would complain about their wives and their mistresses, but they all love their girlfriends. So that's like, (laughs) that's what my retort was. He's not going to tell me that unless I have it. So like, that's why I'm defensive. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like if I shut the fuck up, if I shut the fuck up and let people tell me all that stuff, they'll tell me exactly what I need to know without saying what I do. So if I dismiss what I do, if I dismiss the artsy stuff of it, I think I get more out of it and I could kind of manipulate the situation to my favor. Okay. That's a fucked up way to live. <laughs> I'm 38. It ain't going to change. You know what I mean? You're a therapist. Fix me. Go. I <laughs> think you're doing great. Thank you so much. <laughs> But does that does that all make sense? Uh, kind of, I don't kind know. Of. I'd have to listen to it again. What should I? But like, when people ask me what I do, I it really changes from situation to situation. Not that dissimilar to most. It's a very on American stage. question. Oh, is it? That's a. Is that an American question? It's kind of like you're defined by what you do. Yeah. See, I think in this city, it's more defined on where you grew up or where you currently live. <laughs> I might be wrong. I apparently am wrong. By the way, I don't know if you guys know, it's Devin's birthday, everybody. Give it up for Devin. It's her birthday. Yeah. Tip her favorably. That's called cheap heat. Okay, so. Um, do you... Th- is it okay if we talk about the parenting stuff even though you don't? Yeah. Okay. Do you think you'll ever let your son know what you do in a way where it's like, mommy's playing this show. Do you I told him tonight I was playing a show. Yeah, but he's three. I mean, when he's like 10. Well, of course. Why not? I'm asking. That's, I, uh, oh, yeah. I my, think my so. My grandma and grandpa played shows in their 70s. Do they really? Yeah. Did you like them as people? Yeah. So my grandparents. That's really great. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Not everyone likes their family. Well, maybe some people. I w- I'm not going to speak. Please do. Let's no. start some <laughs> shit. Come on. Let's go. They w- I saw, okay, to the musician identity question, they didn't get paid for their music, but music was full of that side of the family. They would get together and play music at family gatherings. That's what they did. So you That's could beautiful. not call them musicians. What you make is, you can actually play, like, 
with an acoustic guitar and be done with it. And it's, it's really simple, but you also make this beautiful, not noise, but like ambient soundscape stuff, mm -hmm. really beautiful vocals as well. That's not the same. And I'm not saying it's like a bad thing or a good thing. It's just like, I, I guess all I'm trying to say is that you're very talented and I'm flummoxed to ask you the next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you don't seem to need to do what you do. You seem to have this wonderful confidence. You're not trying to prove anything to anyone. And I clearly am just reflecting here and putting my shit on you at this point. I know that. But <laughs> your music doesn't come off at this, this way. And the fact that you start your show with a short intro and then your own music uh -huh. is such a, like big dick energy move <laughs> that it's it all it, it sort of is like oh weird you know what i mean yeah where most every other musician i know is almost ashamed of what they do and it doesn't matter their level of success or acclaim there's just something about it and i wonder if that's a midwest thing or it's a musician thing or, or what that is do you understand what i'm trying to say to here? play my own song at the yeah beginning? You, not, no, not just playing your own songs but playing your own shit at the top of the show well, I, you know, I, maybe part of it is I do this show, so why not play one of my songs? I also don't want people to think of me as just a therapist. I'm also a musician. So I want to keep it in there. I, I, whatever. It's my show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> How, would you say that you're a confident person? No. Really? No. How do you think you come off? I don't know. <laughs> do you not think about that? I, th I think about it less than I used to. As I get older... Well, I, what's your age? I'm 42. You're 42? Yes. That's great. Do you, you like being 42? Uh, yeah, it's great. Is it? Yeah. How are your knees? <laughs> no problem with my knees. How your, how's your back? I don't have... You know, some people will go, oh, whatever. I don't, I don't feel that stuff. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. What do you... <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't treat myself well. Is this the, is this the big dad energy coming out? <laughs> this is not dad energy. This is just big branded energy. I, it's because I don't stretch enough, and I work out every day. It's not, it's not complicated. I should do more stretching. That's it. Do you stretch a lot? No. Do you work out? I pick up my kid. Yeah, okay. How much your kid weigh? I don't know. How much your kid lift? Is he, str <laughs> is he strong? I, I don't know. Do you fight him with fists? You never box your kid? No. Do you? No, because <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> I didn't want DCS coming. Is that what it's called? Anyways. Um, who is your favorite guest that you interviewed? And I, and I want you to name a specific person so all of the others feel bad. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that. It, it, I walk away from a lot of interviews enjoying it, but I, I had fun with Angel Mark Lloyd, who's Fire Tools. Chicago Artist Fire Tools. Um, we stumbled upon a shared interest in some kind of esoteric spiritual searching that we do that probably will turn everybody off the show, but we, <laughs> we really connected on it. Yeah? Yeah. Keep going. Well, this is the, the we talked about The Power of Now. Has anybody read that book? Is it yeah, it's a great book. As a therapist, I love that book. Have you ever read it? The Power of Now? Yeah. No, I'll write it down. Do you ever have anxiety? No. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. That's a lie. That's a lie. I only have anxiety with one person in my life, and that's it. Who? It's my mother. That's it. Literally nothing else scares me or makes me feel anxious in any way whatsoever. That's the only one. 
What does she do that makes you anxious? Literally everything. <laughs> There's one guy that laughed. He gets it. <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not an anxious person. Well, uh, it's a good book, regardless. But if you're anxious, I think it's particularly helpful. What is the best book you recommend for angry people? Hmm. What QAnon text is your go-to? I, that is so, whole <laughs> last, the whole last year was just cult everywhere. Yeah, I know. It was, it was the HBO docs. I already apologized. Get over it. Fucking move the, on. What was the, go uh, ahead, please. what's it called? I forget. The guy who branded the women. Nixium? Hey. I don't know. Nixium. Yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Q. Yeah. It's just cult city. Yeah, I know. Past, it, was, <laughs> it was wild. Why are you mad? Oh, it was just fascinating. That, that's a word for it. Sure, why not? Is there anybody that you've asked to be on the show and they didn't want to? Oh, that's a better question. Name <laughs> names. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to name anybody, but yeah. No, yeah, please do. I, I've had a couple people be like, oh, I'm not really feeling music right now. I don't know if I want to talk about it. Yeah. When you hear that response, what do you think? Like, okay. Okay. Cool. You're a different person than me. <laughs> I'm a, that's, You're that's nicer. A, this is a therapist. Yeah, I think, that's, I think it's really the therapist yeah. thing. Do you want to see your... Oh, I know what it is. I'm very excited to actually. <laughs> okay, you got I'm very okay, excited cool. to actually use it. Is this for sale anywhere? Yeah. That's cool. Oh. How much are they? Fifteen dollars. Ooh. Musictherapypodcast.com. Now, is this in the photo of the podcast? Is it actually your guitar? No. Are you sure? Yes. Then why did you have guitar? one that looks exactly like your guitar? Because I, I think that kind of guitar looks cool. Clearly. Okay, but Esmeralda, do you? I respectfully disagree. I think your guitar looks better. This guitar looks like you really loved Brian Setzer in both <laughs> the Stray Cats oh, and the Swing <laughs> era, where your guitar is just better. My mom listened to the Stray Cats a lot when I was growing up. Did you? Oh, that's so nice. Is it? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. He's always had good hair, and I think he's still not problematic. <laughs> that's the test, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. And he doesn't seem weird. Yeah. My kid's favorite, what was your kid's favorite band at zero and one and two? And three, because he's three now. He likes, there's an album on Spotify that has 57 truck tunes. Ooh. Each yeah. song is about a different truck. That's that cool. and Daniel Tiger. Yeah. So my kid's favorite band is from zero to one was the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. He likes the Beach Boys, too. Favorite band from one to two was Ramones, and he'll fucking freak out and, like, yell unless we play Ramones. But... He only likes Ramones Ramones uh -huh. and then shit from Animal Boy. So he skips a decade. <laughs> so we can't play anything from Rocket to Russia or Leave Home. It's got to be Ramones Ramones or Animal Boy, which makes no goddamn sense. There's different drummers on those. That doesn't make... Anyways, so I'm just trying to think, like, what's his favorite game going to be at two? He doesn't like Nirvana, which is a huge disappointment. So Are you exposing him to... Uh, everything. Okay. Fucking everything. <laughs> Both... Pre-Dave Grohl Nirvana and post-Dave Grohl Nirvana. Soundgarden, Stone Table Pilots. Stone Table Pilots, but only the part where the guy from Linkin Park sang. No. Dude, do you guys know this? So Stone Table Pilots, most famously known as STP. Scott Wan clearly kills himself. Who do they get to replace him? The guy from Linkin Park. He kills himself. They're still going. <laughs> They're like, we'll break the fucking curse. Number three, this is the way to do it. Did you know that? Will you get the rest of the Stone Temple Pilots on music therapy? Man, they, you wrote some good tunes. Did they? Name Scott one. Island. 
Oh, yes. You kidding? Name one. Sour Girl. Yeah, it's a pretty all right song. You just like the video by Sarah Michelle Geller, who's married to Freddie Prince Jr., who wrote for WWE television for two years. Is this going to end Completely up Completely true Mark story. Walford? It relates. Just give me a second. <laughs> whose best feud was with CM Punk, who's going back to All Elite Wrestling next Wednesday. Why? Because he believes in vaccines, unlike Donnie Wahlberg and our friend Nathan over there in the corner. Nathan, why are you doing this? Not only to this country, but the world. Did you want to have Nathan on your show? Uh, uh, poor Nathan. <laughs> he's just minding his business. He could, he's not. This is his job. He could have left. <laughs> is this is this harassment? I don't know. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Nathan. I want to thank you for being you, and I want to curse your family for bringing this plague upon all of us. Jesus. Man, come on. Party. Call your mom right now and and tell her we need to change names. Call your mom right now. Take out your phone. Fucking fake it. Who cares? It's an audio podcast. It's fine. Don't pull out your hand. Show me your. Show me the screen on your phone, Nathan. Show me the screen. Show me your passcode. This is gonna really. Nathan. Devolve. Nathan. Show <laughs> okay. me your pass. Show. Show me the. That's not funny, Nathan. Show me your phone. Show me your phone, Nathan. We're not moving on until you show me your phone, Nathan. Is this how therapy ever acts? I actually, have no? I, told, I need from a seasoned podcaster. Do you have any tips? Uh, don't do anything I'm doing. Honestly, honestly, um, when I started doing this show a long time ago, I was very similar to you in that I had mostly musicians. And you'll find that you're going to want more comics than musicians. You're laughing, but you're not doing it on mic. I would rather see a comedy show than a There's movie. a reason. Yeah. So um, the through line for most musicians is pretty similar where the comedy one is, uh, is also similar, but the amount of trauma that usually brought people to the stage is more interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet there is a lot to dig through there. And I'm not saying that there aren't great musician interviews, but like you've already had one of them. You've had Gabe on the show. And that was like, a good one. Gabe, but Gabe's like almost a comic. He is, he is. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So that, I guess that's my one piece of advice, but um, that world is equally as toxic without the benefit of relief of soul where <laughs> I could listen I'm not joking where I could listen to your music or Al's music and actually feel something that I didn't expect to feel that has literally never happened at a comedy show because <laughs> the best comedy ever you're just going to laugh the most you can that's it and yeah. it's a wonderful emotion but what, what you two do what you people do is so much I it's a, totally negating all comedy as I'm complimenting it it's so much more powerful but to pontificate about that is damn near impossible. And if you can, you're probably not creating the best art. Are Does that make sense? Are you concerned about the state of comedy these days? Fuck no. No? No way whatsoever. Okay. Things, I know this sounds messed up, but I, I do believe that things are always the best they could ever be, and they're only going to get better. And there are small dips. But like if you look at January. it. It was a promotion that <laughs> went wrong, okay? Get over it. Okay, really quick. When they, but they brought a noose to hang a man, but we never call it gallows humor. That's the fucking definition. They tried to hang Mike Pence, and no one's ever like, that's fucking funny. It's fucking funny. And he's like, please just let me suck all your dicks. And they won't, they won't let him suck. The that's the funniest thing in the world. That's gallows humor. See, they don't only really get it. No, comedy's in the best place it's ever been. 
I'm not joking. Be, and, and, it, and I can't say the same about music because I don't know the ins and out of it as well at this point, but comedy is in the best position it's ever been because, like, Whitney referenced Lenny Bruce, fine comic, right? Referenced Richard Pryor. And, 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 and they actually alluded to that it's, like, just a bunch of dudes, right? You can't really reference a bunch of women, right, uh, from that specific era. And now you can. And while that's not wonderful that it's only, like, a few it's getting better, and the the means of production is getting easier, and that's not the same in music. Music, it's been like this since pretty much the invention of the tape recorder since like the 80s or whatever, that you could surpass your technical limitabilities, but like only with the rise of YouTube can a comic do the same thing. So I, I truly believe that it's the best time ever. It's still not great. It's unfortunate that <laughs> the place that we used to have a residency in New York is also the place that like Legion of Skanks does their show. You know what I mean? That sucks, but that's how it's always been. But the fact that like we were both able to coexist is good. Would I do that again now? No, but it wouldn't be for political reasons because like, oh, I don't want to sleep on a couch and I have a two-year-old and I'm 38. That's the major difference. Yeah. Does that make sense? So are you going to have another kid? I told you I'm on the fence. (laughs) I mean, let's see how next January 6th goes. That's all I'm saying. Are you both on the fence? Uh, I'm not ever going to speak for her, nor will I ever mention her name on this show. It's Phyllis. (laughs) I'm married to Phyllis Diller. (laughs) Different one, the one you're thinking about. Are you going to play a song? Uh, Yeah, I would love to play a song. What song are you going to play? This is a new song. I wrote it. uh, I I wrote some stuff this past year. So this is called uh, Camera Obscura. And it's a tribute to the band Camera Obscura. <laughs> and uh, before you play this, while you set up, okay. Al, yeah. now is when I want you to play Lost at Sea. Because oh. this is the song that you played at the last show. Uh, I would like to point out that the person that spilled is the uh, sober parent that hosts a, a show based in therapy. And me, the guy that said multiple drinks, has spilled nothing. So I just want everyone to know that I'm better than her. And uh, this country has proven that. And thank you for being here so much. And Nathan, what the fuck are you doing? Nathan. Nathan's helping. Leave him alone. S- That's right. Look at you standing up for the little guy. I love it. That's right, you big meanie. Al, um, <laughs> Lost at Sea is one of uh, my favorite songs of yours. And uh, so are, are you willing to play this song, I, sir? I, am, I will play this song, yes, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> When you were lost out on the waters, raging at the height of the storm I couldn't help but recall a time when we were both just baby boys And the stripes on the road struck by a streak of light from the east Shimmered and changed in dawn's glimmering haze from yellow to pink Tears came rolling down The same sun shone through The window I thought of a world Without you around And I will 
I picked up the phone and they told me that you had survived. I fell down on the floor and continued to cry. I cried. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, I love that. So, Jessica, you're willing to also play a song at this point? Yeah. Thank you so much. I I'm really glad that you're here. And then, Al, you're going to close the show with a handful of more? Sure, yeah. Beautiful. And if it's okay, we'll talk a little bit? Oh, yeah, let's check. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I think of you, I don't think you've ever actually, like, performed together together, but uh, I always think of you in the same way because I associate you both uh, with a certain time in my life, and it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thought, and it, even if you release new music, it just makes me so happy, and this is completely sincere, which I'm not, like, breaking character or anything. I just <laughs> I want to say thank you for what you do, and, and Jessica, I'm, I'm quite excited to hear your new song. Well, thank, okay, thank you. This is uh, Camera Obscure. Let me see if I got the... Nathan? badgering and you came up and you helped anyway. You didn't have to do that. That was, <laughs> that was great. Okay. Do, do, do. La 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 
great her show is called music therapy you could listen to it on itunes and spotify and all the places you listen to stuff jessica that was great thank you for having me thank you so much thank you yeah i really love your show thank you oh really quick when's the next album coming out that's part of the next album we're working on it right now beautiful i'm excited to hear it i really enjoyed the last one and by the way if you don't know who she is but you kind of know who she is she used to be deadbeat yes why why did you change your name I, uh, Western Vinyl, yeah. I signed with Western Vinyl, and they saw that there was another Canadian deadbeat out there who beat me to the name, yeah. and so I, I had to change it. Are you comfortable with using your actual name? It is a little different. I kind of yeah. felt like I was a little bit of a, not a character, but yeah, it. it's a little different, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you do what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jessica Riskerberry. Jessica, thank you. Al! We are the we are the remaining survivors. I I do feel like I've been through quite a lot. You have. I've put you through a lot, and I'm glad. Um, you were one of the easiest people to work with because you were the only person that's ever been the house band that sent me like a list of things we could talk about, <laughs> which makes this so much easier I was like, and this better. This is a talk show. This is how yes, I understand that, but you are a professional, so I want to thank you for you being you. It's so rare. It's completely serious. Hey, you know. So here, here's, do you want to talk about Bloodshot or no? You know, who cares? Me. So okay, you were on Bloodshot Records slash are on Bloodshot Records. It's true. Yeah. What is Bloodshot Records in on July 2021? What's going on with Bloodshot? So there's like a acrimonious split between the owners and one is refusing to sell out to the other one and... Instead of selling out to the other one, they are deciding to just sell the label in its entirety to a nameless music uh, business entity. So what does that mean for you? So I have a recording contract that's kind of in limbo. Uh, hopefully it can just be absolved and not exist anymore. Sure. But, okay, so you released the record one, 2016, 2017? 2016, yeah. You, what, it, what are you supposed to do? Based on the contract, what do you owe Bloodshot? Uh, three more records that okay. they can take or pass. So do you need to, as of right now, do you need to make those records? So if I were to do that, they would be owned by then whoever buys the label. And you are not a fan of that? Yeah, and I don't know if they would want that. The, whoever's, I, what, I think what's happening is that in situations like this, what can happen is that, because I don't know, and they're all, they're all like suing each other, and I'm just like, oh my God. But what I think typically can happen is that people who sell a label can just sell 
off the catalog of sure. the label. Okay. And I think n no one's interested in purchasing my recording. Contract. Sure. <laughs> Is there any way for y them to fund what you're about to do knowing that it will never see the they're light? They're not going to fund anything. No, okay. They're not funding any, any artist's records. Okay. So, yeah, it's just kind of a sad, acrimonious split. Well, that sucks. I'm very sorry. Yeah, it's kind of their institution, and it's a bummer. Um, if you do have to record three more records... <laughs> Could I produce them? Yes, I think there's, uh, you know, there's a tr music industry tradition of, of recording absolute garbage yeah. to fulfill a contract, which I would Ooh, be happy can to I do. Can I sing on one? Yeah, then? can Merle sing and I'll produce? We'll get, yeah, yeah. we'll do live at the Hungry Brain. Ah, hear yeah. me out. Those could actually be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I actually have a lot of good ideas for you that you've never actually considered. Well, yeah, uh, just email them to me. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever considered just you and a piano? Not you playing the piano, because I don't know if you know how to play. Me accompanied by piano. Yeah. The exact same album you've already released from Bloodshot, but just uh, Alan Keys. No, I haven't thought we'll about it. Well, call it Alan Keys. Alan Keys. People like Alan Keys, don't they? Yeah, I think my grandfather voted for Alan There you Keys. go. So you want to get the Steve grandfather Nelson. set? It's like Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson got the young hippies, and then he did Stardust and got the old oh, folks. Oh, yeah. We're going to do the same for you, okay, Alan Keys. Could I refer to you from here on out as Alan Keys? Yeah. I'll That's be consent. Sure also fine, too. Alan Keys, I'll be sure. You're Alan. Alan, Alan Keys. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the song you're going to play next? Oh, that's a really good question. Have you, Do you know any songs? <laughs> I uh, kind of. How many songs do you want to play? We'll go backwards. Uh, let's, let's, let's just, let's, 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 what time is it? I don't know. <laughs> Is it like a bedtime? Let's thing, stretch it out. Let's stretch it out. Okay. What do you want to do? How many songs? <coughs> and we'll go backwards. We'll do a few. Maybe like, uh, you want how many? I don't know. There's no five? right. There's no right answer. How many do you want to play? I don't know. How many movements within songs do you want to do? <laughs> uh, what? like three songs? That's reasonable. I didn't right? say a goddamn word about how many songs. I'm just asking. I'm asking a lot of words about how many songs. <laughs> how many songs? No, because I want to talk about a bunch of stuff and I want to okay. plan I out what exactly. That's okay. what I want to um, know. Yeah. Uh, what? Like three, four, three. You just fucking pick a number. Three. Done. Okay. Four. Oh, I got a four. Don't start throwing out. Now we're gonna confuse them. Yeah. Forty-eight <laughs> songs. Here we okay. go. Four to eight songs. Forty-eight songs. No more. No less. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. It's someone's birthday tonight. Oh, oh yeah. That's all. You should, you know, a, you know, birthday thing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Merle's really fucking with you, man. Yeah, I like, like your shirt. Where's it from? Or whatever. What's this? Where's your shirt? I bought this. Uh, I bought this uh, shirt at the Swaparama on 43rd and Ashland. It's a hey nice shirt. They had a bunch nice of plug. I really missed out because they had the uh, the Loteria card with uh, Trump as a pinata, and it said El Ooh. Pendejo. Oh like, yeah. I got it. That's nice. Yeah, you really want to wear that around still? Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, I mean, you, you know, want to remember that every day exactly, you wake up, you know, look I, in the mirror, and then bike through Bridgeport. <laughs> Oh, Have God. fun with that, bud. Yeah. With your beard. Bridgeport is awful. You bike through it every day. No, actually, I bike through uh, Brighton Park to get to work. Oh, okay. Let's go through your route, number one. Okay. <laughs> it's really riding riding 
across I-55 and the river from the south side is horrible. Oh. It's truly horrible. You have to take what the only good way is Loomis. I don't ride through Bridgeport because it takes me out of the way, and I'm always late. Why are you always late? Oh, uh, I have raging ADHD. I'm Do you have any everywhere. songs about being late and or raging ADHD? No, no. So wait, what do you do? So you, 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 know, you get on your bike, you're riding. What happens? What do you, you stop got... to look at a, a bunny? or what <laughs> the... No, no. It's more How like... many bunnies do you see on your average <laughs> route, Al? Go. No, it's more, like, uh, it's more like the organization and execution of any sort of morning routine to leave my house. Oh, so you're already late from the yeah, get-go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. got it. Okay. I, I don't know. This isn't good advice, but my mom would always say growing up, you're not late until you get there. Which is so unhelpful. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> how old are you? Uh, how old? I'm 35. I like how you're putting your lateness on your mom at 35. <laughs> well, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You've learned nothing else in life, but that's the one thing. You're like, <laughs> Mommy said. My mom said. Remember, mom. When, remember when that dude stormed the Capitol and he had a bunch of zip ties and he was jumping over the beams and he had his mommy behind him? His mom was with him? His mommy was there. Yeah. It, is, it's a it was family. a family-friendly activity I organized, okay? Yeah, why did you do that? It was a, it was, you know, would I do it again? Probably. <laughs> it was, you know, it was horrible. They brought a noose to hang a guy, and the guys are like, I'm on your side. Yeah, that's it's. You got any songs about that? Not specifically. You sure about that? Yeah. Do you want me to cue in on your entire catalog by the time your next song starts? See, I got a little freaked out because I have this quarantine beard, and I kind of like, if I'm not, you know, like, uh, you know, if I don't let people know, someone might mistake me as like a Duck Dynasty kind of guy. You, you know mean rich? Mean? No, no, like a weird, like, yeah, I know, I know, wing I know. person with a big beard. So it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to get a... I'm going to cut it off at some point, but I had a, I, and it was never that long, but I had a crazy beard in 2016 after the fact. And yeah, yeah, it's like a grieving thing. It is. But also I did it because, um, unfortunately, because I have, uh, this face, I looked like Richard Spencer. So I decided if I have a giant beard, no one will confuse me for it. And I spoke to someone and they said, that's actually a good thing because none of the white power dudes had it because they think it's too much like a Hasidic Jew. Yeah. So there you go. It's a good thing. It, yeah, it is. It, it, you know, it's funny. I've, I've gone to England and Ireland and I'm like, oh, I have red hair or whatever. Like people like I'm Irish and I go to England and Ireland and people are like, oh, you're Jewish. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. Are you? Uh, I had, there's, Did they call you out properly or it, I had, there's, there's a, there's a lot, there's a fair number of Jewish people with my last name, which is like mm. a German Hungarian last name, uh, okay. but maybe we were Jewish a few hundred years ago. you done one of them 23 and me's. No, cause I don't want them to own my DNA. Apparently there's a button. You You're can click. a little bitch. <laughs> Let them have your DNA. <laughs> there's a button you can click and they won't take it. Okay, I don't really. Yeah. You, apparently that's Mer what I was Esmeralda told. believes in the button. <laughs> It's That's what fine. I was told. They're like, it's okay. If, as I long as you click, don't take my stuff. <laughs> I, I trust they the won't button. do it. <laughs> you got any songs about that? I got, yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, do you I have a song? I do have, yeah. Like, yeah like, How about you play that? <coughs> yeah, I, I certainly will. Let me just get this. Yeah, you drink that water. Do you need more water? Um, I'll get you a water. Okay. Okay. 
one? I'll play this one. Uh... Shoppers drive past, they point and they laugh at the sight of belief so severe as onward they speed to their temple of grief where they worship their own needs and their faith is just fear.
So Al, I don't know if it's the first end of the first verse or anything like that. I'm pretty sure you mentioned the storm in that song. The storm. Yeah, I think you mentioned the storm, and I'm not joking. And I think it's like the fifth line. Think about the song. You mentioned walls going. I'm serious. You mentioned walls going up. Okay. And you mentioned the storm. Uh huh. And you told me not five minutes ago you don't have any songs about QAnon. <laughs> now, as Q. I just want you to know mm-hmm. you do, and that's why I want to say thank you, Patriot. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, because the message is hidden, right? You hide all your messages, right? It's very I'm simple. not saying what I do. All I'm saying is thank you, Patriot. How does that feel? I feel, feel good? Terrible. Feels it's terrible. Feels terrible? So feels terrible and so bad? That's on you. I feel good. I feel great. Could I do calisthenics? Will you play your next song? Sure. Great. What are you going to play next? What should I? What, uh, yeah. I like all your really sad, depressing songs. It just makes me want to stretch. You got to get ready for the storm. You got to be in shape. You got to stretch. <laughs> get ready to maneuver. You know what's cool about both of our shoes, Al? What's that? Kids made them. They're sensible. They're Kids made them. Really oh, yeah, those Nikes, yeah. Mm. What do you got, New Balance? Maybe. You know who New Balance supports? I was looking them up, maybe. You know who New Balance supports? They got a brand that doesn't get made oh, by no, children. I supported Alamo Shoes when I, when I bought these. Right. Support your local right. shoe vendor. You know who, uh, who New Balance supports? Who's that? Seriously? Oh, don't Google that. You're going to get real <laughs> bummed out, bud. Oh, oh, no. You're going to get real bummed out. I didn't know you didn't know. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I have wide feet. They're very comfortable. Oh, I've heard that before. They have a wide array of Lots sizes. of excuses. Anyways, what song are you going to play next? Oh, um, did a, is, it, is Dan still here? No. No, no. He, no. he had to leave. So, I'll play Lonesome Low. It's a hungry Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Thank you. This is a song about being really, really sad and and the and the cumulative sadness of, of human experience. It's what it's about. So it's my anthem. It's about personal personal sadness and, and yeah and honestly this is one my, of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. I'm with Esmeralda. She it's nailed a, it. It's a universal experience. This is such a great song. I woke up this morning and my mind was racked with pain. My bed is set of railroad tracks and I'm fresh hit by a train. Should I even get up or should I just remain sprawled out? On these cold, hard tracks, never to rise again. But I strain and I pull and I pull myself out of out of the lonesome low, lonesome low, lonesome low. That keeps us ten times low We keep it in the low And lonesome low That is 
I love that. 
after we're done recording, I want to talk to Jessica about this because uh, I love that song and I always think about the baby part. <laughs> and um, the, unfortunately, the last time you and I talked was when John Prine passed away. Oh, yeah. And that sucked. And I, w- I was listening to a lot of John Prine, as one does at the time, and I was talking about my wife. It's like, when do you introduce this to a kid? <laughs> When do you introduce oh, yeah. the sadness to a kid? And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And yeah, John Brown's a good one because he, like, holds the totality of, like, human joy and sadness, like, often in the same yeah. song. Yeah, And that's, like, I think, like, the sooner, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I it's, know. I don't know about the sooner part of that either because, like, I, I know it's, like, kind of hacked to even mention Steve Goodman. But like, there's oh, you. We don't know Steve man. Goodman without John Prine. And like, yes, a dying. Like, we literally played a dying Cubs fan last request at our wedding because like, that connected to her father. And like, that is a super fucking sad song. I think that John Prine passed on, but I know it's Steve Goodman's song and he wrote it. Well, so it's Steve like, Goodman wrote it because it's about him. Yeah. So it's like that's fucked up, but it's beautiful. And like, yeah, it's a guy that wrote Code Cubs Go, but he also wrote one of the saddest songs about baseball fandom ever if not the yeah. saddest but it's beautiful yeah. so it's this weird thing that i think about that i don't think the majority of parents are thinking about but do you also can't you just play it and then tell them later about what it really is i don't know because there's lots of songs once they're cognizant of any type of lyrics they're gonna know yeah, but when's that six seven eight what i don't know i don't, I don't huh? know huh I, I literally don't very know. Very early. I agree with you, so Al. You want to play a song? <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think they understand anything until like even later than that. Well, then when would you introduce sadness in terms of song to a kid? Once yeah, they're like, sad. Yeah, they don't know it's sad, like at the get-go. <laughs> it's dying is the first word in the song. Yeah, but or, they sorry, don't know. Second. That could be a lot of things. Like that flower died. Like what are we? That's not do? good. Well, it's not good, but it's what it is. It's not as sad as like, oh, you it know, sounds like you're from the Boston dead. suburbs. <laughs> that was a callback to you, Nathan. Nathan, how are you doing? Oh, no, I'll play a song. Leave the boy alone. I'm going to thank. <laughs> I just want to thank him. Nathan, thank you for being you. Oh, honestly, that's, that's nice. I think you did a good job. Honestly, we had a lot of annoyance up here tonight. and You were great. Thank you. Sincerely. Do you want to play one more song and call it? One more song and call it? Yeah, yeah it's a school night. It I is a can't school believe night. I just said that. <laughs> I'm Why? Sorry. Why are you apologizing? Well, because I don't know. You got to be late for work tomorrow. I was, pre- so. I was preemptively. Do you work tomorrow? Myself. Yeah, I do. What time? Uh, I work uh, uh, between nine and ten tomorrow. Okay, so like <laughs> ten thirty, eleven? No, no, like like nine thirty, ten. 9.30, 10. And then I, I stay till close, so I stay till 7. So it's oh, my God. Do yeah. people roll in at 9.30? Like, no, look at my bike. No, but I got I to fix all the bikes before people before the doors are open and people are, are in my uh, face. And they're like, hey, can you fix my bike? And I'm like, I'm actually fixing someone else's and I can't concentrate because you're talking to me. Oh. It's yeah. rough. It's a rough go. But you know what? You know, you, you pull that, you get that $16 an hour. Uh, <laughs> You, you know, live you in the just, dream. Yeah. So you're rich, is what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I got a, I, uh, I got a 27 cent raise. Uh, Ooh. This, so you know, just. Uh, so the pandemic's we. been good for Al Scorch, is what you're saying. Well, it's been, yeah, yeah it's been good for, it's been good for the bikes. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. I don't know what that mm-hmm. means. Um, good for the bikes, not for me. Uh, should play another one and then. Yeah. Okay. This is a panorama. The song's a pan- panorama.
Ice cream truck plays turkey in the straw In the shadow of the steeple of St. Stanislaus Timbales ring out from the open garages Of the Cumbia cookout bands The 91 Bulls, Buicks on wire, spoke rims Rattle can orange right around Tim See him outside every weekend when he's got his kids Right around Tim's a pretty good dad Used to be every single block Had a different kind of shop With a shopkeeper's family and the apartment on top And anything you could need was everything they got It was just one long walk with a bunch of little stops Little stops to their sideways bathtub Madonnas. Front porch adulations under metal awnings. Every brick in this house laid by hand. Right up to Susie's Polish and fries, where so many fell in love by her neon lights that made little loves of their own that grew up on the same side of town as their moms and dads. My buddy's neighbor's pops, he used to be a cop. I see him when he waters the grass, he don't talk. He falsified confessions in a concrete cell block with a phone book and a plastic bag. Now I just treat him like a sweet old man. God damn him! God damn him! May he rot. May he and snow are the only things that grow so we go to the lake and we watch the waves roll where the moon gets high and you can be alone and stare at the stars standing on this spinning stone spinning stone spinning stone spinning stone I've, uh, you've played that song before. Yeah. Uh, uh, I used to live like a stone's throw from St. Stan's. Oh, the one, uh... The one on Noble. The 
The one on Noble, yeah. Yeah, which uh, which one are you referencing <laughs> in that song? I used to live by the one in Cragen that's on like Fullerton and Long. So my mom used to work there. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is like... Is, is that why your mom makes you anxious? Because she's a Polish Catholic woman? Once we're like not recording, I'll tell you everything. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, okay. there's a reason... Is she, is she Polish Catholic? Is that why she worked there? No, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you oh. are... Amazing, and I f- just feel gratitude to know you. And uh, hey, thanks. I know that I know most of you in this room right now, and at this point, it's just like a fucking rehearsal. And I and I want to th- apologize to uh, to both people on stage. But if you were planning on giving us the five dollars, just give it to Al or Merle, or sorry, or Esmeralda or Jessica. Uh, if you don't have the five dollars, uh, if you go to Twitter or Instagram, my link, YMTE, is the Patreon, and you could send me the money, and I'll give it to them. So that's that. Um, no. Thank you for doing what you do. Thanks, Brandon. I, uh, I love it uh, for a long time. Um, that's you're very on. encouraging. You're very welcoming. Oh, good. Yeah. I can't tell if you're no, being sarcastic, yeah, you're but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, what you do is just uh, – I fucking – it's wonderful. It makes my life better. And uh, Esmeralda, I'm glad I've known you for 20 years. Aww. Um, Me too. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, but I don't <laughs> care. Uh, I'm no, being completely it's sincere. For real. Uh, um, I'm glad that we're still able to do this. I never once had a doubt on my mind that we wouldn't get back together. It was just, uh, it wasn't fun. The last, the last run. 18 months. You mean the last year? Well, it's yeah. on you, isn't it? I just did the one thing on January 6th, all right? The other stuff was, like, tangentially me. Cause just because I whisper to people, like, don't believe in science, like, doesn't make me a bad person. All I'm saying is, if you got the chip in you, give us some money, baby. Figure that one out. <laughs> you don't know where to go with that. I was, you know. Um, Devin, you were wonderful tonight. Thank oh, yeah, you. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Nathan, in all seriousness, please get vaccinated. <laughs> it's not a joke. Lives are it at isn't. risk. Yeah, no, no, no. Not your life, because you're young and healthy, and even if you get it. Because yeah. we all know it's like, whatever. You get it. You and me, same page. Hell yeah. How does it feel? Good. I'm glad. Al doesn't know if he should chime in right now because he's like, I don't want also, this abuse to continue. <laughs> Although, you know what? Thinking about it, yeah. he used to be him. Oh, for sure. We yeah. Were, you know, we were here when we were in our early 20s. When we were your age, we were you. Good luck. You're going to be us and I don't, I don't want to even say how long. He's 24. Okay, in yeah. In 14 years. How does you're that actually, feel? You're actually older than when we got in. Yeah, you're too old. Get the fuck we out. <laughs> Isn't that good? Because earlier tonight they said you were too young, and now we're saying you're too old. Yeah. How does it feel to never be right? It, it is, is confusing. Old. That's called old. growing up. I'm referencing a Blink-182 song we were talking about earlier. Damn it. No. <laughs> Remember that song? No, he doesn't. Because he's too young. It came out before you were he born. He does not. This is the most Blink-182 has ever been talked about on this stage. Did you know Are that? Are you sure? I'm have you not done a monologue? One hundred. I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't think I have. Nathan, stay awake. <laughs> did your Did your parents ever tell that to you? Nathan, stay awake. We have a long ride ahead of us. I need you to stay awake. Did they ever say that to you? 
That's good. Did you have an okay time? I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'll take the lie. Thank you. Speaking of the big lie, I apologize <laughs> once again. It got out of control. Thank you for coming. Honestly, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Devin. I'm going to keep thanking everybody. I'm just, this is now a thank you show. Thanks to Brian for being himself. Brian, you are you, and there's no one else like you, and that's nice. Lolo, welcome to Chicago. There is a band called Kill Hannah, who... <laughs> You do? Kill Hannah made it out of sight of the suburbs of Chicago? They did? <laughs> That's complete sincerity. Yeah. Kill Hannah? I didn't know that. There are suburbs in other places. That's funny. Too bad you're not on mic. Colin, you are a supportive partner. Do you ever regret that? <laughs> Party. Let's see if we could change things. Jessica, have you ever had a patient where you're like, maybe it would be better if you weren't on this earth? <laughs> she said no, but I think she said yes with her smile. Come on, there's got to be like one. Will you whisper after the show who it was? Yeah. Well, that's the show. You want the bumper again? Yeah. Yes. Let's do the bumper. I, this, in case you guys missed it, no one's left. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, what, what if it, sh should I do that every 10 minutes? No one's left. Just so you know. Just so you know, no, no one's, one's left. left. So, honestly, this is not a joke. The last show we did in D.C., no one left, and I like was doing that Q&N shit for like 90 minutes straight. It's, and I was like, why the fuck are you still here? I'm trying to make you leave. All right, here we go. Ready for the bumper again? Clean cut. Clean cut. You know me, Ben, everybody. Now play Zero by the Smashing Pumpkins, specifically the part where he finger taps. <laughs> you could do that on a banjo, right? There you got a bumper. You got a podcast bumper. There you go. Where are you from? <laughs> Belmont, West Belmont, Belmont Heights. So you you do believe in QAnon, sincerely. Can I please get off the stage? Nope. <laughs> That's the bumper, actually. <laughs> you going, can I please get off the yeah, stage? Yeah.